How long should you aspirate for? In this video, I'm going to show you how you can test your fillers to understand exactly which fillers aspirate and for how long you need to aspirate for it to have a chance of working. Don't forget to like this show if you're learning with me. I really appreciate it. Recently, I was messaged by one of my students on the Aesthetics Mastery Program at Skin Viva Training who was stressed out by a recent visit to a large conference in the UK. She had seen the manufacturer-backed injectors on stage confidently injecting without aspirating, and in her mind, it felt unsafe. People taught to aspirate often do feel uncomfortable or at least confused by this approach, given what they've heard from so many others who do aspirate. Likewise, those more junior people who have been taught not to aspirate feel judged or guilty for not aspirating when in the company of proponents of aspirating. Before we go further, I should say, I do not think that not aspirating makes you automatically unsafe. And I do not think that aspirating makes you automatically safe. And it's those who propagate this black and white way of thinking which cause the persistent confusion and endless debate on this topic. Truth is, there are so many factors affecting the safety of injections aside from this one test. And of course, every injector does want to control risk. Even if you are the 1% who are essentially a psychopath and you don't care about your patient, it's still worth avoiding complications for selfish reasons. So in aesthetics and in life, I believe we must always assume good intent even of those we disagree with. I assume we just have different understandings and experience of the problem at hand, and I suspect different logic underpinning our conclusions. The problem is, if you stop and ask one of these injectors, especially while they're on stage, they will tell you quite quickly and with certainty that there is no evidence that aspirating works. Aspirators who have seen their syringes fill with blood before their own eyes are, I think, understandably confused by this stance. A few years ago, it was being said much more often that once you've started injecting, the needle will fill with filler and aspirating will no longer work. Or you at least have to aspirate for 10 seconds for it to have any hope of aspirating blood. This line of reasoning was being used to argue against aspirating and there is a considerable amount of truth to it. I learned quite soon that certain fillers absolutely do not aspirate. Aspirating, for example, with undiluted calcium hydroxyapatite or a thick hyaluronic acid filler with a 31 gauge needle or a cannula is totally pointless. You would have to wait forever for the filler to make its way back into the cylinder so you could actually see the blood. So should we forget about aspirating? A positive flashback is so rare that you could be aspirating for years with a filler, which ironically will never give you a positive. Imagine if you followed the advice to aspirate for 10 seconds minimum for every injection, and you do this between injections for decades, and it turns out that the physics of your filler does not allow a positive aspiration in any circumstances. What a waste of effort that would be. You wasted probably a third of your working life on a pointless step. So many injectors have started advocating for a minimum time and asked me for this advice on how long to aspirate for. And the truth is you simply don't know without testing your particular combination of filler and instrument, that is needle, cannula and syringe. All of these affect the ease of retrograde flow. So testing it is what I decided to do on my own brachial vein in 2018. And I have a way that you can do it without stabbing yourself too, but I'll tell you that at the end. The idea was to test a range of fillers, needles and cannula combinations to see if they would detect placement in a vessel. You have to test every combination you use because the physics of flow is directly affected by each component. Poiset's law describes the flow of fluid in a tube. 
The flow is related to a number of factors. The viscosity of the fluid, that's our filler, and the blood, the pressure gradient across the needle or cannula, and the length and diameter of the needle or cannula. So everyone's setup is effectively unique. You will not be able to get concrete guidance from someone else. So what did I do? I wanted to test a range of manufacturers and instruments. I tested five brands and eight different products and three different devices, cannula, BD syringe, and the manufacturer supplied 27 and 31 gauge needles. I will give you a link to all of this more detailed information, but first let's have a look at some of the patterns that you can see. First of all, all the fillers tested with a 27 gauge did give a positive aspiration within 10 seconds, but most were less than five seconds. The length of time varied from almost instantaneous with products like Juvenum Volbella to nearly half a minute with Stylage XXL and a 31 gauge needle. And for some, it did not aspirate at all. I can say with some certainty that if you're using certain combinations, aspiration is absolutely futile. For example, Juvenum 3 and Boletero Intense with a 31 gauge needle do not allow for positive aspirations. Even with Juvenum 2, it took 20 seconds, which is too long to be useful in a busy clinic. You can aspirate blood with some products and a 25 gauge 38 millimeter cannula, but this is the least likely instrument to allow for positives. BD syringes do allow for aspiration to work and are more sensitive than aspirating with a normal syringe with a 31 gauge needle. The problem is your particular combination of filler and instrument combination will likely not be on my list of tested combinations. So what should you do? I spent some time looking for common compounds with a similar viscosity to blood so that you don't have to stab yourself in the arm like I did to test each filler that you are likely to use. What I discovered is that full cream milk is extremely similar to blood. They are both colloids with a viscosity in a very similar range. Now it may not be exact, but it is easily accessible as a liquid to test your filler when you have a little bit of product left at the end of a procedure. I suggest you simply put a clean needle on top of your nearly finished syringe and store it until you have a collection of five or six together and then test your individual product and instrument combination. It works really well to film it as this allows you to time it more accurately. If you do this, it would be really fun to see your results. So if you tag me on Instagram, if you do decide to run this experiment, I'd love to see them. One final point worth making again. Aspirating does not answer the question of are you in a vessel or not. What it does, like any screening test, is give you information about what the probability is of you being in a vessel before you decide to inject. When you understand this, intuitively, you maintain and collect all the other safety steps that are also useful to reduce risk. This is the core difference in mindset between those who say aspirating does not work. The null hypothesis is that aspirating will always tell you if you're in a vessel, and this is easily falsifiable. But this is not the belief of any well-thought-out injector. It's just a way of lowering the probability. Don't forget there's also a free download in the link down below where you can download all the information that I gathered in my experiment. And don't forget also to tag me if you do decide to test your fillers. Thanks for watching, we'll see you next week.